uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. As part of our technology track for June, which focuses on cloud communications, we have a special episode for you today. The cloud is becoming more and more appealing for organizations with a host of benefits available if you choose to migrate your unified communication systems. But how many different options are there and how do you choose which path is right for your business? Today, I'm joined by two men who can help. Rick Hawkes, who is Sales Engineering Manager at Avaya UK, and Richard Jenner, who is one of their senior business development managers. Rick and Richard talk me through some of the options available in the cloud and explain how Avaya have a compelling proposition across the board. Have a listen. Good morning, Richard Jenner. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm good. Still recovering from the football last night, but we won't go into details now. I think we, we talked about that offline. So. <laughs> no, there's there's enough football podcasts out there, but I'm in your camp as well. I'm, I, I may never recover <laughs> from that. And also, we're joined by Rick Hawks as well. So good morning, Rick. Yeah, good morning, Patrick. Um, I, I share your uh, joy and your trepidation at the, at the, at the, uh, the penalty shootout horror that was last night, but it was a great outcome, right? Yeah, absolutely. Very, very pleased about that. Uh, but as, as, as we said, I must um, not talk about the football too much because we, I've brought you both onto the podcast today and thank you both for coming on to examine something which you guys from Avaya have, have a real focus on, which is helping and enabling your customers to, to migrate to, to cloud solutions. And, and something I wanted to, to look at today was there's a, there's a lot of talk that we're currently in a, in a hybrid era terms of cloud deployments of, of communication systems. But but I also wanted to look at a full public cloud option. And, and Richard, I was hoping you could explain to me in sort of layman's terms, as I am a bit of a layman, what, what the differences might be between hybrid and public cloud. So let, let's just start with public cloud, which is typically a multi-tenant environment, an environment that is shared with a number of clients or tenants. Uh, typically, it's going to have fewer customization options. Subscribers will buy part of that cloud computing environment, for example, a, a number of users or a number of seats on a pay-as-you-go basis. Uh, and the implementation is, is typically shared hardware, frequently shared software, and usually supports applications that can be turned on and off as needed. The, the public cloud, again, is typically sort of 100% hosted in the cloud with 100% SIP trunking or connectivity via the Internet. Now, if we turn our attention to sort of private cloud, this typically supports a single customer and offers much more flexibility in design, both on and off-premise options uh, with managed services included. And that private cloud is a good option where compliance, uh, security, and customization are priorities. It gives you the advantages or the OPEX advantages, if you like, of public cloud, but there's a physical separation of data between customers and each customer instance is a unique software stack that means that unlike some com- um, platforms out there, there's no sort of 70-page document of restrictions and limitations. And within this sort of architecture deployment model comes a wealth of benefits, uh, again, across sort of true data isolation, advanced sort of availability, and customer-driven upgrade schedules. Now, if I look at hybrid cloud, um, hybrid cloud in our sort of description, the way we would describe it, we probably would get, go beyond what I would call the typical augmentation of premises-based solutions with um, cloud applications. So it includes, in our view, the potential to seamlessly consume additional agent or seat capacity from a cloud, uh, some kind of burst capability, without compromising what I would say would be the reporting or the agent experience or the customer experience, to give you an example, 
um, from a contact centre as a service perspective. So, so in terms of the, the logistics of a hybrid environment, there would still be some sort of infrastructure locally on a customer site, and then in a public cloud environment, it would the majority or all of it would be in a, in a shared environment within the cloud, and, and and then private cloud, it would be in the cloud, but in a in a segmented individual space. Absolutely, yeah. One thing I would add, I guess, is the fact that um, Avaya have these options available, uh, and, and and some of that is down to the delivery mechanisms that we that are in place as well, or the, the go-to-market of various different ways of deploying that. So it could be, for example, with a with a with a private cloud that could be delivered via Avaya, or it could be delivered, you know, via our partners um, directly, build them themselves if you like. And then also with uh, with public cloud, that would typically be something that we would provide, and then um, either customers or partners would consume. Um, so that, there is that sort of uh, difference in terms of uh, how you get the uh, get the software and the service to the customer as well. I've had it described to me previously in a very layman analogy, which I need regularly, in terms of a staircase where if the bottom of the staircase is a traditional on-premise environment, hybrid is somewhere on that staircase towards the landing, the hypothetical <laughs> landing, as it were, which might be a full cloud environment. And Avaya are able to help customers transition on each of those steps if they want to take that journey into the cloud? So, so we're sort of touching on our capabilities here and of course what Avaya has is a very well established customer base um, that spans a wide spectrum as well so obviously there's a lot of customers that, that are out there consuming our technologies so many of them have different characteristics, different maturity levels when it comes to cloud and our customers and partners clearly want options whether it's premises based, public, private or, or a hybrid type of model, and absolutely, that, there is a staircase involved here, right, in terms of going from A to B. B may not be the ultimate target of a lot of customers, uh, and that's what we find when we get into the details. So I think hybrid cloud is very much here to stay uh, as a potential solution. It's not necessarily a journey all the way to public cloud for every customer, particularly in the enterprise space. Um, so we mustn't forget that, I think, in, in sort of looking at the, the different aspects of public, private, and public cloud, yeah. And I suppose the, the important element there is that element of choice, isn't it? The, the fact that the customer um, may be comfortable uh, seeing out the, the investment that they've made already on, on an on-premises um, solution, but require augmented capabilities to deliver against um, you know, a particular set of requirements or a particular set mm. of problems they're looking to solve or customers they're looking to serve. And, and that, that allows them the best of both possible worlds. It's about customer choice. It's an interesting analogy in the sense of a staircase, um, you know, with, uh, with on-prem kind of being at the bottom. I, I tend to see it more as a continuum. So if we consider the, 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 the customer um, on-premises being one choice and an all-in cloud, pure cloud option as another choice, uh, with, as you say, a, a kind of a hybrid in between, I tend to view it more more in that way, I guess. But I, I, I take the, I get the, I get the point of the analogy. So, it's as I say, for for Avaya, it's about cloud your way. You know, that strap line that you see on our website is an important um, element of choice that we're offering our customers um, through uh, through our partners or, or directly consumed. So, those those. Um, those choices mean that a customer, if they have an on-premise solution today, for example, and they have 
um, you know, invest in that, and they still have um, you know a reasonable amount of money um, to, to, or amortization to go on that on that on-prem solution. They can then augment that, you know, to solve um, existing business requirements, future business requirements, customer use cases they need to solve today, um, or um, they can go all in. You know, depending on if that may be an older solution and something that um, is perhaps holding them back, you know, and they're unable to to answer those 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 customer uh, problems or solutions that they need to to answer today. So that that would be the way I would view it: a continuum from uh, on-prem, hybrid, or pure cloud. And um, literally, from an Avaya perspective, you can, as a customer, you can choose any of those uh, ways forward. Uh, and Richard. I assume it entirely depends from an Avaya perspective on what the customer is looking to achieve as where you would recommend they either start on that on that continuum or or, or as Rick said, they, they, they might well, the best option might well be to jump to a pure cloud environment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we have to cater, as I said, I think I mentioned earlier, for a, for a large customer base that's already established out there as well. And those investments are, are fairly significant. So sometimes it may be commercial reasons why they won't want to fully jump to maybe a public cloud. Um, in other cases, uh, there are clear technical or compliance requirements that mean that maybe public cloud is not the ultimate mm -hmm. aim for a business. Um, you take the financial sector or vertical, for, uh, for example, a lot of the large banks, they may like the idea of public cloud, but the reality is the, the in-depth integrations and the compliance and security requirements around their deployments uh, require that, that then they're never really going to move fully to public cloud. It's always going to be some kind of hybrid, which is a balance, yeah? Generically, uh, and, I, and I realize this is hard to do with, without knowing an, an individual customer's circumstances or industry verticals or requirements, what are some of the benefits of, 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 of first a hybrid cloud environment, but, but then also into a, into moving into a pure cloud environment? So, so yeah, in terms of in terms of the hybrid cloud, we got part of it is the fact that um, they may wish, for example, to prototype um, a particular uh, way forwards. Um, a hybrid cloud might be a way for them to to try things out. So you can prototype um, a particular um, a channel, you know, omni-channel solution, for example, or a way of working, or a process, um, and you can do that in in a relatively risk-free way whilst retaining not only your original investment. So this doesn't clearly apply to all cases, but I've certainly seen that where people have used augmentation to try uh, different ways of working, for example. Um, if they are, as Richard says, um, in, a, in, a, in a solution set which is quite is very old and maybe isn't compliant in a number of different ways, perhaps they can't patch the latest to the latest software, or you know they run a risk of uh, perhaps not having or being open to uh, any uh, any vulnerabilities, for example, because they can't patch the latest software. Then moving to the cloud may may be the option. In fact, it may be the only option because you know they may not have um, a capital budget to be able to handle you know upgrading to the very latest, and and that may actually uh, limit their choices in that sense. So for me, it's about um, that understanding what those requirements are and then offering and recommending the, the choice that makes the most sense for them uh, to try. But on top of that, there are, as I say, simpler and, and, and easier ways now of prototyping you know, ways of working without having to go all in 
Um, but as I say, that very much depends, uh, to, to your point, on the requirements of the customer. Though it's something maybe I would, I would think about. Uh, and Richard, in terms of in inquiries that are via get, as you said, you, you know, you've got a huge customer base that are all on different, that are all through different stages of the continuum. I always wanted to go back to steps on the staircase then. That was, you know, I, I nearly fell into that trap. But that, you have a, a large customer base that's all all in different positions within the continuum. To, to leverage some of the emerging technologies that I know Avaya spend a lot of money in, in research and development on, you know, IoT, artificial intelligence, ML, and to leverage some of those practical use cases, a lot of customers are looking at the cloud to be able to do that because it's more, much more difficult, isn't it, in a, in a traditional on-premise environment? Yeah, I mean, so I think this adds to the point that Rick just made. If you look at some of the newer technologies that are emerging, if you think about um, the adoption of, say, omni-channel uh, for contact centers, then sometimes it's going to make sense, if you like, to consume those newer technologies um, from a cloud and augment what already exists on-premises without having to make a major investment. Um, it allows you to test and then scale up, if you like, using using a hybrid model where you're taking some elements of the solution, if you like, from a public cloud or a pseudo public cloud and layering them out on top of an on-premises solution. But also you can see in the market, if you like, um, different clouds being augmented as well. So you could be taking some services from a public cloud, you could be taking some services from a private cloud, and other elements could be coming clearly from on-premises, right? So absolutely, with some of the newer technologies that are emerging, and I think Rick could probably talk through another one around artificial intelligence, and if you want to give an example around um, Abra, I think it is, um, Rick, maybe you could talk to that. Yeah, well, actually, it was interesting. We were at an event yesterday talking about artificial intelligence, and um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of clients there, a lot of potential customers of artificial intelligence and a lot of questions around you know how do they utilize it how do they take it um, how do they bring it on board what, what what's the what's the business case not not just the use case if you like and identifying use cases can be quite hard so that we would start with that process and then we would then be able to develop pretty rapidly a prototype around various um, various um, AI delivered, say a bot or something, which is what Ava is, that, that would allow a client to, to try out um, a measure of AI against, say, a customer journey that they wish to map against. And they could potentially then augment that as long as there's enough data to be, to be you know, to, to hand or to be, to, to be able to, um, to, to be delivered over time for that bot to actually learn a certain set of processes. But they're, 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 it's, a, it's a very exciting area. Um, but at the same time, it's quite a it's quite a new area, and because it's new, that that ability to be able to draw down a cloud service for something that is potentially very, um, uh, very, um, very economically uh, powerful uh, for a client, and uh, indeed to give that client um, uh, maybe a, a leap forward in terms of you know their their cost of sale or the ability to pick up on certain trends and be able to utilize that. Um, say within a contact center, even in the back office, then that that be, can become um, a very useful tool. But as I say, there's that worry, that tension, if you like, between you know great technology, some of the potential, some of the YouTube videos. No doubt, these guys are looking at and thinking, "Wow!" Um, some of the use cases you read about in the paper in Forbes or, or other or other publications, such as McKinsey, 
Um, those guys are, are really sort of pushing forwards on, on the potential of this technology. And at the same time, a, a, a client would want to be able to use it. And the cloud is absolutely perfect for, for looking at those sorts of, uh, those sorts of technologies um, uh, as a way of potentially um, helping that client immensely in, in the future, mm. but without, as I say, making huge investments because it really could you know, suck a lot of investment in um, for very little return if you haven't uh, devised that correctly. And I guess that that can still be a balancing act as well, because what you've got to be cautious of is not getting too fragmented in a solution. Because obviously, if you take a lot of point products from different places to build a solution, the integration of that uh, that solution, if you like, holistically, may start to break down. So we focus very much really in when we bring. Uh, different elements from maybe a cloud on top of on-prem or, or combining cloud offers that they they work fairly seamlessly uh, with each other um, and, and you don't end up creating silo based approaches to different aspects um, of maybe a contact center for argument's sake right because it does need to be integrated to provide an end-to-end -end capability for the customer yeah so we've looked at the sort of the the definition and the different variants of the continuum, whether that's some sort of hybrid model into potentially a public or a private cloud. And Richard, I was hoping you could take me through the, the Avaya portfolio that, that enables your customers to choose where they want to be on that continuum and still leaves them that possibility of, of, of moving along it at, the, at, at their desired rate. Sure. So we'll talk generically around uh, these capabilities. And as I said, I think um, our customer base does span a wide spectrum with very different characteristics and different maturity levels when it comes to cloud. And, and we know that our customers and partners want options, whether it's premises-based, private, public, or a hybrid cloud. And at Avaya, our leading solutions that support on-premises deployments, such as Aura, Equinox, Oceana, for argument's sake, in the enterprise space, or even IP Office in our mid-market, they work the same whether delivered on premises or in the cloud or virtualized, and it can be public or private infrastructure. So these are our leading solutions today that support on-prem, and they can really be customized to fit how customers evolve to the cloud. So we also have some cloud native as a service offerings targeted to mid-market uh, and specific areas of the enterprise segment. So now we have the broadest choice, if you like, of cloud deployment options at scale to support customers from anything from sort of two users up to 200,000 users. But we do believe the most important aspect of, of that strategy and offerings is that we are in a unique position to seamlessly uh, connect on-premises and cloud through our advanced and sort of innovative technologies. So this gives us the greatest amount of flexibility uh, for organizations as they embrace cloud in a sort of phased and paced manner in the coming years. Um, cloud can also be if you like, key to transformation in the digital or hyper-connected economy, we mentioned omni-channel earlier, but not all clouds meet an organization's unique requirements, and companies have multiple locations, uh, they might have a common numbering plan, but you have to be able to address all of that, and in some of those scenarios, as we mentioned earlier, pure cloud may, may not apply, right, it may not be the ultimate answer there. So. At a, at a high level, we have the building blocks for public, private, uh, and hybrid cloud. It's all largely based around a common uh, feature capability, whichever way we deploy this stuff. And those options are out there for our customers, right? Whether it be in the mid-market space or in the enterprise space, the delivery capability is there across all three models, if you like. Rick, it seems mm. that one of the major advantages to Avaya is 
because you have that such in-depth breadth across your portfolio, you're able to cater for a customer's requirements at whatever stage suits them best on the continuum potentially moving to the cloud. Yeah, I think that, that's right, actually. And um, Richard makes a good point about our, our portfolio being both uh, on-premises and, and cloud-ready, if you like, in the sense of it can be delivered in any way that the, the customer wants. In terms of the individual elements of that, though, you could, you know, quite easily see somebody take, you know, meetings online, for example, and be able to layer that into um, either an IP office, a mid-market type approach or indeed an enterprise with an aura solution both are, are absolutely plausible and possible and uh, something we would we would encourage for certain types of customers in terms of um, the, the, the the go forward as well though and Richard mentioned uh, digital transformation this is another area where people you know need to, to think about um, you know moving at, the, at their own pace not just in the sense of they could go all cloud but they might require um, you know a user experience prototyping for example but the reason it's important is because our clients are really looking for for leadership and for guidance in this area so that they can they can take the right road there's such a lot of disruptive technology I think you mentioned it yourself Patrick with IOT for example but that's something else that could be added to this broad solution and it's something to to dwell upon the fact that the solution portfolio whilst it's broad is also very open and because it's open it allows us to uh, to provide um, these services to adjacent um, adjacent services, whether they're IoT or whether they're um, whether maybe somebody's deployed um, a particular CRM solution, or they have a particular you know office uh, application uh, suite that they need to be able to integrate. All of those elements are also very important for our clients. So. Whilst we talked about um, a frac maybe a fractured approach, in some senses, what we're also promoting is this idea that you should have really the best of, of all possible worlds. So if you are either all in on cloud on that continuum or somewhere along it, that no way you disadvantage in terms of that, that more open that more open approach. You, you, you'll still, you can still take advantage of that. And in terms of delivery models, we, we, we as I say, we, we have both Avaya delivered solutions and solutions that our partners deliver, and indeed a combination of both. And, uh, and that can be really just down to, again, to customer choice and what makes the most sense um, uh, for them when it comes to actually uh, de delivering those solutions. But we must, we must make sure that we aren't just promoting technologies for technology's sake. It's an enabling capability for, you know, for, our, for our clients um, to actually utilize um, to, to drive their businesses forward. And as I say, openness is a very important element of that, whether they go all in on cloud or they're, as you, to your point, they're somewhere on that continuum. And just picking up to one of your points, Rick, um, just to make a statement around, say, one of the, one of the beauties of allowing partners to build their own cloud based on this technology as well is, is allowing them to verticalize or specialize or differentiate themselves in the market. Because obviously, if you define a cloud service yourself, it's pretty well defined. But if you give partners the ability to, to go out and deliver some value add around that, they can also differentiate how they deliver that in the market and, and what it means to customers, right? So you may see some partners in the market specialize in a particular vertical. Uh, and that gives them the opportunity, if you like, to, to go, as I said, to go and build something that's unique for that environment. Yeah. So I, th I think the overriding theme is no matter where you are on the 
on the cloud continuum, Avaya are able to help either progress you further on that journey or make advantage of the position you're in. And as you guys have very eloquently put, that is entirely down to, to the customer themselves. So, well, for, first of all, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and explaining a bit more about the about the cloud continuum and the, and the wealth of options that are available and and the via's proper proposition within each. So, firstly, Richard Jenner, thank you for coming onto the podcast. Yeah, absolutely, it's a pleasure. And also, Rick, thanks for coming on and explaining some more. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks, Patrick. Huge thanks to both Richard and Rick for coming onto the podcast. They explained how Avaya's cloud portfolio can help your business. But if you want to find out more, head to our website at uctoday.com and search for Avaya. There you can find even more detail on the different options and solutions available. And there are links to their site if you have any specific questions or queries. That's it for today's episode. But there is more to come in the CloudCom series on Out Loud later this month. So make sure you subscribe to the channel to get the podcast fed directly into your ears. Also, if you like the series, please don't forget to leave a review. As always, though, thanks for listening.